then we're going to Washington, D.C. to take back the White House. It's all about misunderstandings. Misunderstandings are great it's for the, bad stories. Yeah, I was going to say, it's the easiest way to write a bad story. Yeah. Just like how Storm Shadow thinks that Snake Eyes killed the Hard Master due to a misunderstanding. <laughs> and they become enemies for the rest of G.I. Joe. Oh, I get it. Yeah. I don't get it. I explained to you the whole backstory no, of Snake Eyes That one I actually do understand. Sounds pretty cool, though, am I right? Does, yeah, I was just saying, if I told the, you the movie was like that, I would have seen it. And it's not. From from what I understand, it is not the real Snake Eyes from G.I. Joe backstory. I haven't seen a single commercial for the Snake Eyes movie. I have. I was saying, I know but you I've do. seen them on YouTube because YouTube you don't have, you have YouTube Red, which is not called that anymore. YouTube Red. YouTube Red. <laughs> YouTube Red. YouTube Red. YouTube Red. YouTube Red. Uh, but yeah, I don't know nothing about G.I. Joe. Uh, Turner Diaries, though, this is pretty interesting. I mean, I'm not, I just want to say it. YouTube Red. Stop trying to get people to read the Turner Diaries again, you fucking Timothy McVeigh bastard. No, that's not me. You're just trying to get people to join white nationalist groups again. Yeah. Every time. Yeah, every time. Yeah. Was Ted Kaczynski a white nationalist? I don't... I, or was he, he just probably, regular crazy? He probably didn't identify with white people, you know? I assume I he I, just didn't... Ag- I don't think he thought he was, like, a person. He was an anarchist, right? Yeah, he was a fucking weirdo. And he... I, we should read his manifesto. That's the it probably nest- su- well. I mean, his probably manifesto doesn't suck because it's written so much like him. His brother figured out that it was him. That's a good point. So it's probably written like an ac- academic paper because he was a professor at like our age because mm-hmm. he was like a genius. He was a wunderkind. Yeah, he was insane. Um, and then he went crazy. What else did he do? I thought you said you told me that he sucked at whatever he was doing. Yeah, he sucked at making bombs. Oh, yes. <laughs> what was that thing? <laughs> Timothy Mc... Uh, fucking... Uh, uh, Ted Kaczynski? Ted's, what was that thing Ted Kaczynski did? Do you believe that he went crazy because he was in those weird MKUltra experiments? I don't know. Because that's... Well, he was in them. It was adjacent to the Sanford prison experiment because he uh-huh. was teaching at Sanford at the time. But it was, I think, negative reinforcement for something. And it... Everyone that knew him said that his personality completely flipped after he did it. What did, what are, were what were these experiments? I don't remember exactly, but I just know that they were they were MK Ultra related. That's the general consensus, hmm. or the general belief at least, because they were something negative reinforcement. Where he went, oh, it was like um, if you got something wrong, someone would come in and like physically berate you for like five minutes. Just so you like a stupid motherfucker. You don't fucking know anything. Oh. I think that that's what I remember from the documentary that I watched. So, and he was really bad with that kind of shit because he was arrogant. So, because he always thought he was the smartest person in the room. So, if he got uh-huh. something wrong, he'd really take it hard. Like, uh, like a femboy. Are you looking up the experiment he was in? Harvard's experiment on the Unabomber, class of 62. Harvard, I was wrong. It wasn't Stanford. 
Yeah, you got that wrong. I did. Stupid asshole. <laughs> Uh, let me see if there's any information here that I can actually find. Blah, blah, blah. Oh. Uh, during Kaczynski's sophomore year at Harvard in 1959, he was recruited for a psychological experiment that, unbeknownst to him, would last three years. Oh, my God. The experiment involves psychological torment and humiliation. Uh, blah, 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 blah aimed a psychic deconstruction by humiliating undergraduates and thereby causing them to experience severe stress. Kaczynski's anti-technological fixation and his critique itself had some roots in the Harvard curriculum, which emphasizes the supposed objectivity, blah, 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 blah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So, from my knowledge, um, that's what everyone says, fuck them up. Like, he would have been just kind of a normal weirdo, but then it kind of pushed him over the edge. Um, I'm not sure. It depends. Oh I yeah, can, I don't. I, I can don't. certainly see how uh, being part of a psychological experiment, which is meant to have authority figures treat you like absolute <laughs> ass, could end up having a guy become a guy who hates the government and wants to blow shit up with bombs. Yeah, I could see that. I don't know for sure. Have, did you ever like uh, read the Turner Diaries every night? <laughs> <laughs> no, like there was a like an hour and a half or like two hour long documentary on Netflix I watched with the Unabomber. I think it's just called Unabomb. Mm. And the like the way he made his bombs, they're all homemade. He would go to a hardware store and, like, peel the tape off batteries so they couldn't find out where he bought them through, like, um, the barcode numbers. And he would, like, file down pieces of wood so they weren't the original size. He handmade every bomb. And that's why mm. they sucked because he would just build them out of random crap. Why is he so shitty at it? Because he, think was, he has one job. Because he was just he was just winging it. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm smart enough to build a fucking bomb. And he did it, and he sucked at it. He killed, like, three people. Why is he? I mean, I just, he's out in the middle of nowhere. He has plenty of time to try to build a bomb and then test these bombs to see if they work. Yeah. You blow them up and no one knows. And even if they do, they're like, yeah, we're in Montana, dynamite and shit. Yeah. Who cares? So, like, I think his most effective bomb was, like, his first one. Because he essentially filled a tin can with nails and put it next to someone's car. Yeah. And the trigger was a piece of plywood. So, like, oh, someone left this plywood with nails in it. You don't want to run that over. So when someone picked it up, it would explode. And it, like, blew someone's hands off. Mm. He's fucking sucked at making bombs. He was awful. It was yeah. his one job. Yeah, was to make good. It's bombs. Like if you send anthrax in the mail and there's no anthrax in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like most of those anthrax things don't end up working. Also, yeah, you read the letters like this letter was li- dosed with anthrax, and then you pour it out and it's glitter. You doing right over there? Yeah, I'm okay. I'm trying to look up what the fucking Unabomber means. Oh, it's uh. Because um, I know it's, most people think it means university bomber, but that wasn't no. it. Unibomb is bom- and university uh, something in airlines. I forgot what the N was. It was the first three things he hit. Because his, la- his third bomb went off in an airplane. His first bomb was at a university. I forgot what the N is for. UN for university, A for airline. Oh, it is just UN for university. Okay. A for airline, Unibomb. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it is just U- okay, university airline bomber. Yeah. All right, that's what, all I had to say about it. I was just because I know a lot. Most people assume it's university bomber, but yeah. it's, it's there, there's a reason it's Una instead of Uni. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I remember. Thank you very much for the help. Uh, what's up with these? Uh, so why were why is there a whole thing in the '90s with Ruby Ridge, Waco, Ted Kaczynski, uh, and then fucking Ted Kaczynski Timothy was McVay. Zodiac levels. He did it for like 30 years. Yeah, he got caught. But um, he did. He was most famous in the 90s and all that shit. It all came to a head um, in a period of... I th- I, I, if I remember correctly, because there's also a very good um, Kansas City 
documentary on Netflix that I Oklahoma watched. City. Oklahoma City, excuse me. Uh, Kansas City is a football team. Um, Kansas City is also a city. Yeah. Um, Oklahoma City one is that um, they were all reactionary movements to civil rights movements that had started in the 60s, both over in the 70s with the hippies movement, and into the 80s with the general acceptance of civil rights. So it was the reactionary movement of people saying that the white, a white race is going to die. Mm. And then just getting everyone stirred up about that shit. And I think there was other part of it, too. There was I think there's got to be more, the, more to it. Yeah. But I think because it, it was, was just that. You'd it think was that this whole thing would have started in the 60s, you know? Yeah. I, I think mean, you, there was I, KKK shit, but... Yeah. But I think it, it was the the apex of all that stuff, where it was like, guys, this is the turning point. You know, if they if they integrate anymore, 2,000 rolls around, no more white people. Mm-hmm. I think that was the crux of it. But um, it was very radicalized by then. Um and then, yeah, it went um, – because there was a compound near Ruby Ridge that I can never remember the fucking name of. But then they had an ATF raid. Mm. And then Ruby Ridge got an ATF raid. And then Waco had an uh, ATF raid. Yeah. And then that is what pushed him to do Oklahoma City. I think the uh, – I haven't thought about this before. But now I'm thinking perhaps it's all about Bill Clinton. Because this all happened during the Clinton administration. You perhaps, you know, with his, he did the assault rifle ban and shit. Mm-hmm. So maybe that ended oh, up. I think that maybe pushed them to like, yeah, they're trying to take away our rights and shit. Yeah, and it's also probably why now all of a sudden the ATF is raiding all this shit because Bill Clinton did yeah, the assault rifle we ban. Saw right, man. Uh, and also I think part of the Clinton stuff was the increased globalization. The Cold War's over. Yeah. So it seems like we're now, we're just, and I think Cold War ends. The United States is doing this globalist stuff where we're trying to NAFTA all these associations mm-hmm. And they're kind of like, you know, we're trying to get rid of the nation state, or that's the, the yeah. stated idea, the dream. I guess it had been 100 years And I think a lot of these of... guys had a big reactionary against that sort yeah. of thing, reactionary Cause I, movement. Because when you put it like that, it had been 100 years of isolationism since Teddy Roosevelt closed the country. And then we kind of just were in our bubble. When did Teddy Roosevelt close the country? Uh, when Teddy Roosevelt, uh, during the, not Teddy Roosevelt, who was it? It was Teddy Roosevelt. When he, oh, what's it? Um, who was the first World War one? Woodrow Wilson? Was it Wilson? It was someone. Someone who just, just been like, all right, we're not helping anyone else. Is- isolationism folk- ended at World War One. Was that we it? We had been isolationist oh, you're right. it from was the beginning right. until World War One. That was my mistake. Yeah. We changed our minds at World War One. Yeah. That was a flipping one. All right, you're right. And I think I think maybe still that was still the, the apex of that, where it had been 100 years of, okay, now we're in Germany, now we're in Japan, and now we're kind of just everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I think it was maybe the loss of American identity at that point, where it had been 90 years of globalization yeah and then on top of everything else but i knew the the root of those three incidents was white nationalism there was a particular racist thing going yeah um i can't remember the name of that first camp but the first camp it was it was just a white supremacist camp um like literally like a camp like they had bunkhouses and shit yeah and they just kept um they just had a compound but then Ruby Ridge, I think you know what happened at Ruby Ridge. Yeah. Um, Ruby Ridge happens, and then Waco- Ruby Ridge is the most, of, of all of them, Ruby Ridge is the most muddled. Yeah. What do you mean, like, what happened, or? Or it's just like, with Waco, it seemed, it's very cut and dry. I mean, yeah. people try to make it seem like it's unjustified. Yeah, like, oh, they're killing but women and children, in, like, in, he in, kept in, the women and children in there. Waco, it's a cult leader yeah. with 100,000 rounds of ammunition. Uh, there's child molestation yeah. going on. Yeah. He's holding up here. I mean, it's obvious. But Ruby Ridge, it seems like, well, I, I think there's, yeah, there's a Ruby, man, there's his wife and, and his, his son. son yeah. He owns a gun. Yeah, I think the ATF comes out there. Out he says, get the fuck out of here. They there's say, hey, we're shit. the fucking cops. Yeah. A gun goes off. They shoot his son a hundred times. Yeah. 
that's so yeah of all these to me that's the one that seems weird i'm still yeah. not with the i, I was fucking... gonna say I, I think ruby ridge is the easiest one to go like look at them they're impeding on our rights. Yeah. A guy living off the grid with his assault no weapons. Yeah. No one but his own. And here comes mind. the government knocking on his door. But, yeah. um, yeah, Ruby Ridge, to my knowledge, is just a guy that had illegal firearms. They're like, hey, give us your firearms. He goes, no, get off my property. This is my property. Yeah. And they open fire. Yes. To my knowledge. That's exactly what happened. But, um, yeah. And then Waco happens like nine months later. It was super close to each Very fast. Yeah. And then Waco was a disaster. I still love the crux of Waco was some reporters like, Hey, yeah, do you know where the Branch Davidians are? There's a big ATF raid today, and I'm yes. trying to get there. Yeah. And a Branch Davidian's like, yeah, it's that way. Hop in. Yeah. <laughs> he drives in there. And he's like, David, <laughs> big news. He's one like, guy on. one guy fucked it up. I mean, they kept it quiet for like two months that they were planning to do this raid. And it leaked to one reporter, and that one reporter accidentally told a Branch Davidian. This is why the government doesn't like the fucking press. No. Because they, they're fucking <laughs> anti-American. <laughs> This is like you know, like I'm, 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 I, I like the media, but this shit, like it's like, hey, our boys are attacking Normandy, not Calais. <laughs> you know, this, yeah, we got the big scoop. Yeah, we gotta get the scoop first <laughs> to sell more papers. Yeah, we gotta let. Hey, guess what? We're gonna be bombing Baghdad tomorrow at nine. Yeah, if, if <laughs> we we hear Saddam's gonna be hanging out on the rooftop, as long as nothing changes, we'll get him. <laughs> yeah, you know? like goddamn guys. Come yeah, on. And that's why he was literally waiting there with every gun pointed out of every window. And the first ATF agent that walked out got shot in the fucking stomach. Yes. And then it became a bit of a fuster clock. Yeah, that was like, was it? how long was the standoff? Like 90 days? I don't know, but I think... It was really long. I do agree, or I should say I what I think should have been done is they should have just starved him out. You know? Like, he, had, yeah. he, had, he had like survivalist level shit, though. Like, starving him out would take like a two, four years. I don't think it would have really taken four years. I think they would have thought it. I mean, the, the, eventually people are going to start defecting. Yeah, I think like, I'm tired of being here. I'm getting out of here. But um, cut the power. What do you think about? Um, because basically, what it, from the documentary I watched, yeah, it basically came down to the government's getting embarrassed. Yeah, they were just getting this, fucking clowned on by David Koresh. Yeah, and the media's breathing once again. Go media, go! It's breathing down their necks, saying, "Why the fuck are? are you know, why aren't you taking care of this?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Um, yeah, essentially the government is like, okay, we got to figure this shit out soon. How about uh, we, we ride a patent tank through the front door? <laughs> yeah, and they got stuck in the mud, right? They got there's something stupid happened. Basically, I, I believe what happened with the fire is that the, oh, yeah. I think the tank caused a spark which blew up the gas they had thrown in. The tear gas, and yeah. Then it I thought those were two separate incidents. I thought them pushing the tank through the door was something else that happened from when they threw in the tear gas. I think they... Broke the tank in so they could throw all the tear gas. Okay, and then the spark happened when it was like scraping out. Oh, okay, and, and lit the whole fucking place on fire. Because the, because and the government said, "Oopsie, <laughs> yeah." Because they're like, "Oops, we threw the tear gas all in the ammunition room. Yeah. Our bad." We we hit the hood right in the right spot. <laughs> yeah. Well, because I always heard different stories about that, where it was the tear gas started the fire or he started the fire. Yeah, I think that's just to my knowledge is what. The yeah, no, because I heard that story, yeah, where it was the t- the tank that set off by accident. But I always heard that it, he might have started the fire as well. To that prove would a make point. sense because he's fucking nuts. Yeah, but I love very similar to Jonestown and shit. You know, I yeah. can imagine him. He's like, hey, yeah, guys, what the hell happened to that too? There was a bunch of fucking cults for like thirty years. Yeah, but I think the Jonestown one was a lot earlier. No, yeah, no, because Jonestown was like seventies. Yeah, he was like charismatic since he was a kid. He was he was a fucking weirdo. He always used to wear a suit to school like every yeah. day. He was a fucking freak. He's basically but, Charles Manson. Yeah, but I just yeah, we, there was a bunch of cults back then too. 
Yeah. That's uh, that's no matter. Cults has um, died down. Yeah, cults. But there died was down a, a lot. I think it came about in the fucking hippie movement. Yeah. People want it because well, it I think basically it w- comes from we're turning against the religion we got. Yeah. But all of a sudden, you know, we probably still there's that hole yeah, in our like, lives. Yeah, I still like religion. I'm still I still and I still feel trust everyone. Yeah. Because 60s was everyone trusts everyone. 70s, 80s hit. Trust nobody. This anymore. guy keeps putting me in a hot tub and molesting me. Yeah. I think he can be trusted as our new Jesus. So. And what's his name? Really ruined it for everyone in New York. The son of Sam. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, never, he never should have trusted that dog that was <laughs> telling him stuff. You know, this is why I don't trust dogs for shit. I can't believe he got uh, he got caponed. He yeah. got arrested for a parking ticket, and he got out of the car and tried to shoot the cop for yeah. giving a parking ticket. That's the same thing with Lee Harvey Oswald, wasn't it? The guy was like, "Hey, what are you doing over there?" And he's like, "Ah, <laughs> <laughs> I think so." Yeah. Um, that's how they caught him. <laughs> but um. Yeah, Waco. That sucks. Cults really died down. I think the last big cult was the one where they the sneakers thing in L.A. Like the Millennium. Remember them? Like they were like uh, they believed the spaceship was coming, so they all drank poison punch and they all had their special white sneakers or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that was like, like early O's, right? That was, I think like, it was like 2000. Yeah. Like yeah, as because the they were still happened. getting memed on. It was a Y2K thing. Yeah, because I was still getting memed on in like um, yeah, like South Park and even just like. Uh, sitcoms that started coming out around that time. Yeah, it was the whole thing. Yeah. Um, uh, the only cults we have now is Scientology. <laughs> How do people frame Waco to be a good thing? On the other guy's part? Like the, the nas- white nationalist guy's yeah. part? Yeah, how do the guys on the right are like, yeah, look at ATF there, killing a bunch of children. Oh, I think it's... Uh, do they just not know anything about what happened at Waco? No, I think they do know what happened, but it depends. I, I think it's complicated because just uh, like I... For me, it's easy to know that there's kind of a disparity on what being on the left means because I hate most of them. Yeah, even though I consider myself yeah. more that way than I would be on the other. Yeah. But I think also on the right, you got like your George Bush types and your Connecticut Republicans, country club guys. Mm. I think those guys are like fuck those crazy Waco guys. Yeah. But then there's also this Alex Jones conspiracy right wing guy. Yeah. And it's weird that they're on the same team because they feel like they hate each other. Yeah. But uh, those guys, I think they look at it and they say Waco. They have every right. They have, first of all, these laws that say you can't have these guns are unconstitutional, yeah. so they shouldn't have to follow them. Hmm. Second of all, they're just they're religious Christians, <laughs> just good Christians. You know, he's not a fucking weirdo cult leader or anything. No, even though it's totally, he's a heretic. Yeah, he's a sacrilegious he's, he's, heretic. He's, called, he's the new son of God. Yeah, he's the second coming. He, he should be burned at the stake for what he said. Yeah. But whatever. Let's just say he's a good Christian. Yeah, uh, they're all out there. Just living their life, the American dream out in Waco, and the ATF with Bill Clinton, who's a lizard man, yeah. comes comes a knocking and kills them kids that he was fucking, but it's yeah. fine. That he was it's... fucking and wouldn't let leave. He was using them as hostages. Yes. It's the children were the leverage. He, he was... let all the men leave. Yeah. He was he was doing a fucking uh, Taliban, but whatever. I don't know. Have I ever had a conversation about you about the Second Amendment? What is your what stance about on it? it? What is your stance on it? It's compli- I guess it's kind of complicated because I have I, my stance yeah. and I have my uh, reasoned stance. Okay. <laughs> I guess my, my stance generally is that I think that you can you can interpret it to say that you, we have a right to a well-armed and regulated militia, mm-hmm. and that's all the fucking thing says. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really say that we have a right to bear arms. Okay. I think is what you can you can make that argument just as much as you can make the argument that it says you have every right. Second, I think that the First Amendment is regulated to shit. You can't yell fire in a movie theater. Oh, yeah, like free speech and shit. Every single right you have, there are asterisks and caveats. Yeah. And my argument, and then when you talk to a 
gun rights guy, he'll say there's sh- there you can't no yeah, no can't regulations. You no, know, because I I'm asking you that because I had an argument with the guy at work recently, and I'm going to say his argument. After you tell me your opinion, I, I, I voice my opinion. Okay. My big, and then what I would say to that guy is, can you own a nuclear weapon? And the guy will say, of course not. Then you just placed a regulation on what kind of arms you can have. Okay. So once we've agreed that, of course, you should be able to regulate some of this fucking arms you can have. Yeah. Then it just is a, it's a matter of semantics. It no longer is an argument of, no, there's absolutely no regulation. Because yeah. there is. Yeah. And obviously there is. Um, I think in America we have guns. I think I'm pro reasonable gun control. Yeah. I think, and I think re- whether it has a direct correlation to school shootings or not, just common sense shit, you should do it because it makes sense. Yeah. I think probably I, most of the mass shootings and the school shootings, I don't think it's because of, we have too many guns, because I think we've had too many guns for the entire existence of the country. Mm. All of a sudden, in the last 20 years, we have a school shooting problem. Yeah. So I think those, you can't just say it's because of the guns. Yeah. We've always had them. Yeah. But I think regardless of whether or not that is, Still, reasonable gun control just makes sense. No, I agree. That's my argument. I, I, I was going to say, as, as someone who is who is own, who owns firearms and has used firearms, I think it's very reasonable to... But my stance is very... Uh, I don't know, not cut and dry, but my, it's just... You should be able to own everything that the military doesn't have. Sure. I have no issue with that. Hunting rifles, even twenty two caliber ARs, that kind of stuff. But anything fully automatic, I think you should be able to own. And anything above, like, a three hundred eight, I don't think you should be able to own. I think I should be able to own a Tommy gun. But uh, I think yeah. that's because it's like it's whatever it's cool. they don't they have like no uh, certification what is a relic or you know like yeah, you can antiques, own cool yeah. shit yeah you can own uh, antique firearms yeah which are that kind of like Tommy guns and that kind of yeah, stuff I like to do that because uh, the argument I had with my coworker was the one who's like you can't touch it that's it it's the two way you can't touch it and I was like so you think someone should just own a Barrett and he's like yeah I don't own a fucking fifty cal if I had the money for it. And I was like, okay, it's fucking weird. And there's the same guy I had the argument with about China invading America. Okay. Where he was like, no, Americans would rise up. Every, behind every blade of grass would be a firearm. Oh. I was like, oh, that's fucking dumb, but whatever. I do think we I – was, I was wrong in what I said to you. I was being cynical and based on how much I hate Americans. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I would, yeah. But I do think that it, it is impossible for a country to successfully invade the United States. I was going to say, because I, I, I agree with them. I was like, I don't think they'd be able to invade the United States. I think they'd be able to get to the Mississippi River. I think they'd blow through the West. Mm. I think as close as you get to the East and there's more and more people, they'd have more of issue and we'd be able to hold them at the Mississippi. Mm. I don't think they would. I don't think they'd <laughs> succeed at all. I was like, because there's nothing out West. There's California. That's it. Well, there's there's... Cal- I mean, there's I mean, a, getting the beachhead and all that shit, too. The entire but, West Coast is very populated, and then there's the entire Rocky Mountains where we wouldn't be, get them past that. And, well, what do we uh, have over there? McAllis Air Force Base? That's like it. What else is over there? Well, we have something that Ike invented to move <laughs> troops from one side to the oh, other. Oh, the fast. Autobahn. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I, I was going to say, yeah. I, I don't think also, I do agree with your buddy that there would be severe resistance from the American population. I think there would be resistance, but not as much as everyone expects. I think well, no. I think whether it's in redneck. Okay, first you'll have the rednecks who are going to fight. Oh yeah, and, and die instantly. Have, yeah, well, I think as long as they. I think if I've learned anything from the United States' experience, we have a very hard. It's very hard to defeat a population on their home soil. Yeah, yeah, that's true. We and lost Vietnam all, pretty fucking. Hard. I think immediately you you'll have passive resistance and civil resistance yeah. of no one's showing up to work. Uh, you guys are have your beachhead here. Well, no one's going to come turn the power on. Because we're not coming to work. Okay. I think, and it's just size-wise, it's like invading fucking Russia. No, I, it's I think huge. it couldn't yeah. be done. Um, but anyway, back to what you're saying. 
It was a digression back to this other argument. Oh, you know, I was just saying, because that was basically his second amendment He argument. says you can't touch it. Yeah. And you should use my argument, which is, can you own a nuclear weapon? Well, I, I, probably no, not. No, I think I might What did he say? I think he was like, well, if you could afford it, you should be able to own it. Really? I think so, yeah. I think he's ride or die, do not touch a single letter in the second amendment. Right to bear arms. Okay. I don't give a shit about the... Because I've had this conversation more Ask than him, once. Does he it's like, I don't give a shit about the well-regulated militia part. That part doesn't fucking matter anymore. Okay. It, the militia is uh, to the times, so you should be able to have military firearms. Uh, militia is to the times, but owning guns is not to the times. Okay. Uh, what would he, I, 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 every time I have this conversation, it was like, you and I... I like talking to you, <laughs> but you and I do not agree on this, and I'm going to stop talking to you about it. Well, what would he say if you said, should you be able to burn the United States flag? Probably yes, because he hates cops. Okay. <laughs> okay. So he's one of these guys. Yeah. He's, he's on, one of those weird... I was going to say, he's on the left. He, he's probably not as left as we... No, he's pretty left, because he agrees in, like, national power and that kind of stuff. Mm. But he he's just ride or die for the 2A. I see. The 2A. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> no, I don't know. I th- Also, I wish... Yeah, he's me, got the bad Gen X thing where he uh, his descending opinion makes him feel like he's special. So he's like, you know, uh, you know, I'm all the way on the left, but uh, first of let's hear about my how I view Second Amendment. I'd be instantly kind of goes on the right, and I was like, okay, whatever, dude. Yeah, <laughs> he's probably right about that. He is right about that, but he brings it up every time I talk to him. Yeah. so I'm like, I this is your. He just one enjoys day. being a martyr. That that is a very big source of pride for him. Yeah. that he is not that people hate him. <laughs> that he sucks. I hate Daria. <laughs> I think uh, what I would say about this, also, I just want, what's your opinion on this um, with the Second Amendment stuff where they say that we that uh, any every country in the world, you get rid of guns, the government takes over total tyranny. And they're like, we need the guns so that the government knows that they can't just boss the people around. We can, we can do resistant rebellion revolution when we have to. When the day comes, we'll be ready. Yeah. That's fucking horseshit. I think it's a very easy way for the right to make you not trust the government when you should be allowed to trust your government to keep you alive. I think that you shouldn't just trust the government. No, I don't think you should just trust the government. I think that that way is an easy way to go, hey, the government's not looking out for your best interest right now. Wink. Mm. When you could just be like, hey, guys, can we just have national health and that kind of stuff? Sure. And they'd be like, no, we're letting the government get our hands and everything. We're going to need our guns in about five years. That kind of shit. But I think it's a part of that machine. That's That's a... a cog in it. Yeah. I think it's fucking wrong and stupid. Yeah, I think it's wrong and stupid, too. There's absolutely no way that any revolution or resistance by civilians would work in this country. No. Because, first of all... First of all, it would be a civil war. <laughs> it wouldn't even get to that point. You would have no support for it. Because in America, when people take their fucking guns out and do shit, they're, they're called fucking terrorists. <laughs> yeah. And um, we have a civil government. And the closest we got to was the fucking... Fucking January 6th Capitol riot where they fucking failed hard. Yeah. <laughs> they failed so hard. Did you see I, – I don't think they showed a lot of it on the news. Mm. Did you see any of the nighttime stuff when they finally pushed them out of the Capitol? No. They had brought out like um, like the black boots and they were beating the fuck out of those guys. Awesome. They were be- – like I saw a, a cop grab a man by his backpack, bring him in. <laughs> Punch him in the face from his back and then throw him over a barrier. <laughs> I wish I wish that they had shown that because the narrative I don't know if you've heard like you The narrative attention. is that they won. No, the the narrative is that the white supremacist police organization let, let them these, in let them in. There was no resistance. They gave them cookies and sent them out. I'm like, they were understaffed. Yeah. They were fucked. Yeah. And then no, as literally soon as they though, could, I, they I, beat the shit out of people. Yeah. No, because I think it was it was like, Oh, hey, that's kinda cute. What's going on out there? And then one guy opened the door. 
And yeah. then everyone got in. Yes. Which was essentially what happened. I and don't think it was a conspiracy by white nationalists. I think it's literally just one dude's like, what are you guys doing out there? And like, get the fuck out of the way. Yeah. Well, I don't blame them, the police. And also, they're like, why do I, they're like, if these were black protesters, they would have shot everybody. No, because it's still a hostage situation. You have every fucking senator in yeah, there. Yeah, and they were deeply outnumbered. If they, sh- This guy yeah. has, what, eight rounds in a fucking Beretta or whatever yeah. he has? Uh, Beretta, I think, is like 14. Because it's 14 round. He fires that off. As immediately, what he's going to do is escalate that situation. And there's guys with guns there. Yeah. There's like, fucking guys armed. with guns. Like out, he's, military assault rifles. He's not just outnumbered. He's outarmed. Yeah. So those I mean, you, you get just, every cop in D.C. and you still probably lose that fight. Maybe not with every cop in D.C. I, don't, uh, I guess DC's pretty big. It's almost like a state, isn't it? Well, it's not really. It's like a couple hundred thousand people, several. Yeah, I'm and, saying it could be a plus, state. I mean, like, it's got as many people as, like, fucking Wyoming. Sure, yeah, in that aspect. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It could be a state if they wanted it to be. Yes. Uh, but I just think it's that stuff is dumb. I don't yeah. Know. I no, but that, that stuff was great because I just watched these dumbasses get their ass beat. Yeah, that's how I wish it always went down with stuff like this because yeah. the fight, like, the, do you remember that? Because they literally, they pushed them off the hill as the sun went down, and then they got their rescues out and Beat the fuck out of them. <laughs> That's great. Um, I am. I like that. I do I too. I don't like. I, I don't like. Uh, this all is. Jake, you gotta stop the steal. To me, <laughs> the big lie. The big lie. Listen, I'm I, not I, saying I, that I, they stole the election, I'm but so maybe glad we I have should my, go bomb the Capitol. My building. collection of Trump tweets yeah. after he got banned because I have. I think I have some of them. I have like 25% of them. Because all of the stupid ones I take screenshots of. Yeah. I have a lot of them. I'm not saying that the election was stolen, but maybe Mike Pence should be hanged. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you know, if, we, if we hung Mike Pence, who would care? Who would care? He's, I'm so he's glad Mike person. Pence betrayed Trump. I know, and then they tried to hang him. <laughs> he did. That was awesome. He said, are you going to be a patriot or a pussy? That's a great quote. Yeah. That's how it's going on is on the Trump monument. <laughs> <laughs> they make the Trump monument. When they put DC. him next to next to Lee. He's, <laughs> he's going to be standing taller looking down on the Martin Luther King monument. <laughs> and it's just a giant Trump marble statue. Uh, and on the pedestal, it says, are you going to be a patriot or a pussy? <laughs> and the fact is that if you made a giant Trump monument, he'd look great standing in front. And you walk to the side and he looks like a oh, bee. Oh, they have his posture? <laughs> yes. Where he's just... He looks like a cursive bee. He where he's a, just... He has T-Rex arms out front. Yeah. And, and he's fat. fat he's so fat. Like, he's got such a beer gut yeah. that when he does his stupid stand, he just looks like... He looks so dumb. He's the most beautiful man <laughs> to ever live. He's uh, he's excellent. Um, what was your question? You said, what would my f- co-worker think if... And then we got sidetracked with the nuclear capital riot. I thought it was another one after the Capitol Rise, though. I thought uh, the Capitol Rise was a side flag quest burning. into it. Flag burning. I don't remember, though. Yeah. But, um... This is our... Uh, this is the Black Widow and, uh... <laughs> and wing terrorism podcast. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Because oh, I brought the turn. <laughs> you did, yeah. And we, we got bogged down in the... <laughs> um... We didn't even finish with Oklahoma City. <laughs> we got to Waco. We got stuck. But the thing that bothers me is going back to where they say we need the guns, so if we have to fight the government, we yeah. can. But these are also the people who are like, God bless our troops. I love the troops. You're like, yeah. I, who, want, who, I need a gun to shoot the troops. Yeah, who are you going to shoot, man? <laughs> when the time comes, I need to shoot the troops that I love so much. You know? <laughs> I, I wish most of, gun advocates would just admit that they want guns because they're cool. Yeah, right? Just have I the like them. They're cool. decency to say guns are cool and I want to have one. Yeah. You know, but they're, they're like, no, we need for, for, to prevent tyranny. No, fuck you. No, you're it's not. not. You're not preventing anything. And then some of them bring up what I brought up 
which is the Vietnam stuff. They're like, oh, yeah, well, the Viet Cong defeated the American army, and so can we. And I'm like, listen, the American army, when they fight you, they're going to be on their home turf. <laughs> yeah. And they're going to have the support of most of the people. <laughs> yeah. It, it, you know, like, whatever happens, they'll have at least half the fucking people on their side. Yeah. Yeah, at least. Literally half. Just be like, all right, yeah, we're throwing in our thing behind the American army. Yeah. They're right. They're in the right here. Yeah. Who's going to fucking join your revolution? When the, uh, we, Texas. And we have... Such a high standard of living in the United States. No one. That's why. No I one's going to slum it as the Viet Cong. No. No one's going to be sitting in a swamp with a gun above his head, waiting for a truck of Americans to pass. They're yeah. going to be sitting in the back of the pickup truck, like, all right, well, we're going to wait here for an ambush, and then get picked off by a drone. Yeah. Like, regardless of how bad your life is in America, the standard of living is so much better than what the fucking Taliban or the Viet Cong have yeah. to lose you know like they're that's why they can do that shit here in america you as long as we have mcdonald's and walmart you can kind of live a decent life there's usually mcdonald's in the walmart yes you <laughs> don't have you can live in the walmart you work there you eat there that's, that's your whole life we're like that close to company towns again like that i know close. no we're literally didn't isn't Amazon building a company town in I'm, Arizona or I'm something? Sure. I'm sure. Like, I is. heard Arizona gave them the rights to govern their own autonomous territory. Well, because was that Arizona or was that New Mexico that was doing the Silicon Valley thing? Somewhere. They're like, hey, if you bring your Silicon Valley company here, we'll give you land and you can do whatever you want on it. Yeah. I think that was one of those two square states near the southern border. It's horrible. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, it's, guys, it's you, don't, you don't make that deal. It's late-stage capitalism. It's fabulous. It's a new Gilded Age. No. And, uh... I don't like these capitalist guys because I am a capitalist. But these capitalist guys, they're like, no regulation. No. I'm like, dude, the only way a capitalist system works is if you maintain the competition and the free market by having regulation. Yeah, if you don't burn it out. We have monopolies. Monopolies are the most anti-capitalistic thing. Yeah. They fuck There's up the no whole growth. way it works. The whole way monopolies work are, hey, my company's bigger than yours. I can take a loss for five years yes. to smoke you out. And yeah. then you lose and I buy you out. And I do it again 50 times and I own the whole market. Through a horizontal monopoly, I yeah. think, is that, that one. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> you fucking dumbasses yeah. is my opinion. That's it's what Senator Oil did. Senator was like, I have enough money to sell oil at a loss of like a dollar a barrel. Yeah, and that way no one can yeah. fucking. Oh, hey, so, I need to get some kerosene. Should I buy the five cent one or the thirty cent one? Yeah, um, let me shrug my shoulders and think about this for five seconds. And and it's not the fucking. And then people say, "Well, consumers have to." It's not. You can't fucking put things at the foot of the consumer. No consumer is going to say, "Well, I can pay thirty cents for for the monopolies one, or I can pay a dollar for the one that has the righteous cause yeah, of trying to fuck compete." That, yeah. Because the consumer you, wants because consumers have actual factors. Working I was going to say them. when you you can make that thirty cent versus one dollar call when your consumer has enough money to live. Yeah, the way that it's pushed so far now is when you make three thousand dollars a year, you can't afford to make the one dollar purchase mm -hmm. because they're selling it at thirty cents too, which is a part of the whole downfall of the system right now. Yeah, and I mean anybody, even when it's working right. Yeah, no, no even one's when no the one's... system is working right and people are not having this in situation where inflation's going up and wages are not. Yeah. Even when it's normal, anyone who is not independently wealthy yeah. cannot just make those decisions cuz yeah. no matter where you're at. Cuz you that... have you have, you know, you have a fucking job, you have fucking expenses. Yeah. You can't afford to do this philanthropic shit to help a company succeed. Yeah. That's not gonna. That's not how it works. So I, I, it annoys me to hear people who claim to be capitalists. What they're really, they're pro monopoly or some shit. I mean, yeah, trust busting, fucking Teddy Roosevelt and shit, breaking some of this stuff yeah. up, is the most capitalistic thing to do. Yeah, 
That's just how, you know, it, no, it, yeah. it's so annoying. And then, because he did that, instantly went back, fucking 15 years later, the, the stock market crashes. Yeah. It's because it does it again. It runs away with speculation, and then it crashes completely because it's made up. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't want like to talk about the stock market too much, but that kind of shit is what fucking annoys me. All they're I just, know about the stock market allowed, is my Doge is down in the shit. They're just right allowed now. to do whatever. I'm like, yeah, no, well, we'll the people will take the fall. They'll yeah. bail us out. Um, and the problem I, is, I, I don't, I don't the, like this weird thing that's been going. I'm gonna cut you off because I'm gonna forget if I don't bring it up. Sure, sure, sure. Um, this weird sure. capitalism thing that's been going on is where the government refuses to do something, so companies do it instead. Which mm. I'm unsure how I feel about. Like, first thing was the mass mandates, where the government refused to do anything about it. So every store had to put up a sign that said, hey, company policy, you can't come in without a mask. Mm. And that was kind of a nationalized thing via industry. And now it's been the push for $15 minimum wage, where the government won't do anything about it. But a lot of companies now are not being able to hire people at $7, so they have to hire at 14 or 15 Yeah. And it's that push again, where it's just unfortunate that a, a comp- the companies have to do it instead of our government being able to do something well, from about the it. conservative point of view this is actually fantastic yeah i don't like it's it. working out perfect well i mean the, i like it because a conservative i benefit would say that if people need to be making 15 dollars an hour eventually they'll they won't take these jobs and then companies will raise it to 15 and that seems to be what's happening so that's a big win for the conservative way of looking at economics i mean uh, I don't always think that works, but the no, fact that yeah. it is working is nice. I mean, I'm glad it's working, but it's unfortunate that it has to I work think it that is. Pre- I think it's preferable if it can be done without a government mandate. You know, I think. I think we I should have a government. Won't. I think we should have a government strong enough to be able to make those calls. The government is strong enough to do it. It just exercises yeah, the right I'm, not. To. I'm just a government who's not torn in half. It's totally deadlocked. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. I think right now, America. My position on everything is that uh, what we have in America are, if you would say an F problem is the worst problem you can have, an A problem is the the mi- most minimal problem. Mm-hmm. I think every problem in America is an A to a B. Yeah. But what ha- what the problem is, is that for the last 20-odd years, we our government has been incapable of doing anything. Yeah. So we have A and B problems that are just sitting around stacking up, and people are resenting the shit out of it. Yeah. They're like, we have these problems... And it's just causes despair that we can't do anything about these yeah. problems, which aren't that big. Yeah. But if we just did what we have to do, it would go away. Yeah. Do you think corporations or people is the root of that? Is the root? No. I think what it's. I, well, okay. I think super PACs are a huge part of the problem. It depends. I think that it's not just Citizens United isn't the end all be all. No, I don't think it's a sole issue. But I do think it is a major contributing factor of oh, no, I, the ability I, of someone who can say, hey, I'm going to give you. $500 million, and it's not free. No, I would say that legalized bribery of politicians is the root of the problem. Yeah. I, I'm just saying Citizens United is not the only thing that is part of the legalized yeah. bribery. But it was the easy uh, yeah. catch-all for it. Corporations are people. Yeah. Uh, I think, well, I mean, there's all these studies that if you look at where they have what aligns with corporate interest and what the aligns with opinion through? people, it's 99% the corporate stuff. Yeah. That's just how it is. Fucking Democrats, fucking Republicans, both of them. Yeah. They're both are, awful. Are, are totally bought out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. We don't have... I mean, to me, I think Mitch McConnell should be hanged. Yeah. I, I think he is I think he is a Manchurian candidate for corporations. Yeah. I he's can't, not... A, I, I, I would say he's not a conservative. He's not someone who has any political opinions no. or positions. He is he has just... a monetary position. He's an empty suit that is paid for by companies to go to Washington to do what his overlords tell him to do. And if that overlord was 
it, to me, it's no different if the overlord is corporations or the Chinese government or the Soviets. Yeah. To me, it's just, hey, I'm full of shit, yeah. and I'm and I'm now rich. Gain, I'm selling out America. Yeah. And I think, to me, that's not necessarily the problem. Is that he's a Republican? I think it's when it's Nancy Pelosi who's full yeah. of shit. Everyone's full. Of shit. Yeah. I think if we, ha- what I wish and I dream of is someday having a government that has people who are there who disagree because they have political differences in ideas. Yeah. Not that they're just there to pretend they do and do whatever the corporations want. Yeah. That's yeah. I, agree. No, I 100% agree with you. That and it's, fucking it's... Russ Feingold, I think, and John McCain worked on a fucking campaign finance thing and it didn't get through Congress. And how do you not get, I mean, if, if John McCain is the most through... leftist to ever run for the right that I know of in my life. I, well, I think he just, he, I think he just, it was a party of convenience. Well, no, I think he was a conservative guy. Yeah, but I don't but, think he was a Republican. I think he was a conservative Republican. But I think the difference with him is that he just wasn't totally beholden to the party line. Yeah. Like, I think he had con- he was a conservative person who had his own opinions yeah. regardless. Uh, I think Trump is probably the most liberal conservative because he's not – personally, he's not anti-gay. He's not – he doesn't give a shit about traditional he marriage. He doesn't give a shit about anything. He doesn't give a shit about. I, mean, I, I people call him racist. I don't think he gives a fuck about white people. No. So I doubt that. You know, like yeah. to me, I think, I think he, he gives a fuck about people of all races as garbage. Yeah. I think he knew underneath. white people would vote for him, and that's it. Yeah. Like, no, he knew, I, mean, I think he knew what to say to make white people vote for him, but I don't think that made him racist. No. I think. Well, yeah. I think as a person, because I think race. I think when people call him racist, they give him too much credit. Yeah. For like, like I, I love whites. No, you don't. You don't give a shit about anybody but no. yourself. No, yeah. He's... That's why, I mean, I think he's a total huckster con. Man. Oh, yeah. He was taking con his way into government. I mean, on I the Howard Stern agree. show, he said, if I ever ran for president, I would run as a Republican because they're the dumbest people on the planet. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> They'd be easy to trick. So, yeah. <laughs> that's, I mean. I, what is the, the failure of checks and balances where Mitch McConnell was able to unilaterally defeat a bill? Uh, the failure of checks and balances has been that it was intended not to be used this way. <laughs> like, we have. I think we fucked up with this stuff where you can have the filibuster and yeah. you can have the we need we need that actually we need five sixths of Congress to be here to pass a bill you know yeah I, I think and the recess thing is horseshit and all that shit yeah I, I, you I'm sure you've seen CBJ uh, Gray's video about it where yeah it's, all, where it's they, just bullshit yeah they they pretend not to be in recess so that the president can't call them back and yeah. shit but if they do get called they're like oh no we're actually on recess. Yeah, sorry, our bad. And there's like four days. You have to show up for two, and then you do another four days of recess. Yeah, like, and I've as heard, long as one person shows up, you're not technically in recess. Yeah, I've heard the American system be criticized, and people say the checks and balances are a bad thing. Mm. I don't think so. I think having the three branches that check each other, it's. I think it's actually a perfectly devised system. Yeah, or no, I think it you works. Have, you have Congress that makes bills. The president can veto it, but if Congress is united enough, they can overdo that. Yeah, the president can suggest legislation, and he can do executive orders. But if Congress passes a law that says this executive order is illegal, then that can be done. Mm. Uh, and then the Supreme Court can say whether those actions are unconstitutional. Mm. It actually it works perfectly in my mind. Mm. Where you get fucked up is where now, with the Supreme Court, where it's all partisan, yeah. uh, up until the 90s, I believe, on a video I watched, uh, talking it, about the history of the Supreme Court. Was it unpartisan? You just couldn't be a political party? For the win? entire history of the Supreme Court up until like the late 80s. I think till Clarence Thomas was the nominee. Okay. Basically, it was almost so unanimous. It? It, yeah, it was like 80, 80 to 90% always yeah. on Supreme Court justices because the idea was you just appoint a good judge. Yeah. And maybe this one's He's kind not of a good con- judge who's going to vote for your shit when you have to 
fucking fist it through yes and force it to get to the supreme court exactly. because you can't do anything in congress yeah that's a fucking problem yeah i think in congress where they have these weird loophole laws yeah with fucking filibustering shit and all that if it just worked I, normal i, I was just saying, i think you should be, be able to revise it because it has been 200 years and they're like here's a loophole here's a loophole here's a loophole you should be able to say okay let's pull that string to close those loopholes because you guys figured out the legalese in 200 years. Yeah. I, I don't think it, I don't think the constitution should be a hard and fast thing because we have another more amendments it to it, but I feel, yeah, that's why I feel it isn't, but people all the time are like, you can't touch it. It's constitution. No, I think the like, constitu- they touch it all the fucking time. No, I think <laughs> it's funny. Those people, the, and it tends to be conservative. Yeah. Uh, it or even, I would say it tends to be conservative. Even, that's not a, a, a hot take. A lot of it, I think would even say are the Alex Jones conservative guys who I said are kind of, uh, a clique in of their own, mm-hmm. but I those guys love the Second Amendment of the Constitution that yeah. they say cannot be changed. Uh, Cletus, do you know what an amendment is? It was a change it's an to the ad. Constitution. You know those first three letters. Yeah, yeah. I know it's not two. It no, letter. you're completely One, wrong two. in that. But <laughs> uh, amend just means change. It doesn't yeah. add. Yeah, um, but there's still add in it. Not really. A little bit. I've just, amendment. I think there's one D in it. There is. Yeah, so there's you really can't. And sure. it's an A M E N D ad amendment. I don't okay. <laughs> but yeah, you know, the constitution I think is fantastic. It's a living document. It's, yeah. it's it's so wise the way they set it up. Yeah. The founding fathers and the founding fathers get blown a lot, but I also think that they're the only really in American history, the only generation of political people who aren't just there because of connections. They're yeah. actually they forged the country. They are actually the like, the leading business scientific mm. educational i mean they're like benjamin franklin and thomas jefferson are legit geniuses yeah no straight like up. the like it's like it's as if, as if like fucking steve jobs and bill gates were the president yeah. you know like the the best we had to offer yeah and the constitution that they set it up to be kind of easy to amend i mean it's not the easiest yeah but uh, hey, compared to the articles it, of confederation and shit I say hey there's an issue do you guys want to change it yeah, let's change it. You guys want to change it permanently? Yeah, let's change it permanently. Yeah. Write a new amendment in. Done. All you need is two-thirds of Congress and two-thirds of the states to pass it. That's all you need. The problem is we – and usually – What was the last one we did? Was the last one Prohibition? Was that really it? No. Abolishing Prohibition? What was the last no, one? No, after Prohibition, there was the repeal of Prohibition, which was another No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, the repeal of Prohibition. That's what I meant. And then there was uh, the term limits on president. Oh. in the four, late 40s yeah. or 50s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and there might have been one more after that. Did they amend the Miranda rights in? I think it was just interpreting it. Oh, is that okay? Because yeah. I feel like I don't know if they the added sub- it in the, or if they changed it. Well, the Miranda rights are called that because it was Miranda versus whatever no, yeah, state. Yeah. And it's just a Supreme Court interpretation. Okay. Um, I thought they interpreted it as part of When the Supreme like the Court fifth interprets one something, or something, they don't change yeah. the Constitution. No, they just I know. Change. No, I'm saying I don't know. I don't there know is no it. amending or okay. anything. Um, yeah. So that was that just came about from yeah. rereading it. Because I, like, I know I remember reading it in government that it was one of the amendments they asterisked it onto. Yeah. Um, they probably had the – they were just saying, you know. Yeah, it falls under this amendment. Yeah, yeah. The ability to have Miranda rights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it's like the fifth one. Yes. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not great at the amendments yeah, outside of the first and it's two. one, two – I don't even know what the third one is. is I know. It, I think the 13th or the 15th or maybe 13 through 15 are all about slavery and then voting rights. Yeah. Uh, and then women's vote was at the nineteenth or something, twentieth, somewhere around there. Yeah, but it's it's like every forty, fifty, sixty years we're supposed to have an amendment. It seems, and we haven't in a long time. Yeah, and the problem is it all goes back to the same thing with the corporate money yeah. and the fact that there are no. I think yeah, like you said, it's all about corporate money because if we had a legitimate 
it's the conservatives, liberals, socialists, uh, nationalists, all in the same Congress. Yeah. People with political opinions can be convinced that to this piece of legislation yeah. can be seen through a mutual. Yeah. You can you can have across the aisle shit. Yeah. With people with diff- differences yeah. of I opinion. Think if you said even if you had those four parties, two or three of them would vote one way. One of them probably always wouldn't. But I think with debate on the floor, you'd be able to get at least two every yeah. time to go with the consensus. In a more uh, in a more sincere political atmosphere an amendment could be passed okay. that uh, that is nonpartisan yeah <coughs> and what I we think have it's maybe now, a good thing amendment has been passed recently cuz it would be partisan that's well it couldn't be cuz of the two thirds you need you know why well, you could probably pull two thirds of something i don't think so i mean well, if you get some of the dingus square states well that's true but yeah, if you well, get all of the south and the dingus square states that's probably all of them that's not no you need more than that but well, because Republicans win twenty six states, like twenty six to twenty eight. Okay. For two thirds, you would need thirty. No, oh, fair enough. Fair you know, more than thirty, you would need. Or would you? Well, we have what fifty? There's yeah. fifty. Yeah. I'm bad at math, man. I'm so fucking. Two thirds. Well, math. half fifty is twenty five. So add half of twenty five. You'd need like thirty three. You need yeah. thirty three states, um, which is neat, <laughs> but it, it would be hard. But it becomes impossible when you have you don't have sincere disagreements and beliefs. Yeah. What you have is people who are shills. And yeah. it's all just – it's all a show. And we have a useless government right now. Yeah. And that's why you have fucking uh, – I, I think one of the, the easy examples to prove is that uh, that joke video I sent you of Mike Pence filibustering. And he goes, I have something very important to talk about today. Garfield the cat. Yes. Like that horse shit. That would never happen in any other fucking country. Are you kidding yeah. me? And I think it's what – I mean, really, I think it's why Donald Trump is president – or was president. Mm. I think it's why Joe Biden is now president. Yeah. And it's why Hillary Clinton was our only other choice in the other election. Oof. It's why we had fucking riots across the country, fucking throwback to the 60s shit. Mm-hmm. It's why we had the Capitol thing. Mm-hmm. It's because in America there is now belief – it's a, a malaise and a despair that the government can't do anything. Yeah. That's become useless. Yeah. And I think it's, it all starts with campaign finance reform – and I think public funding of elections would be huge. Yeah. And I think from there, it gives us the ability to finally debate the issues like we need yeah. to. I don't, yeah, I don't think Walmart should have a voice in law. No. Like, it's horseshit. I think the people who work at Walmart and the people that are on Walmart's board should be able to vote for the left or right. their policies that help them, but I don't think they should be able to directly influence policies they get on before. No, no. That's fucking horseshit. I just well, I think they always will have. I, some people say like, why does the CEO of Walmart get to have an audience with the president, but I can't? I'm like, I think that just seems like that's how the world works. Yeah, you're a captain of industry, still when you're the fucking CEO of Walmart. You yeah, get like to talk to the it president. seems like that's how it would yeah. work. I don't have an issue with that kind of shit. Yeah, but I think public financing of elections is is the thing. What Why do you think billionaires and millionaires stop being philanthropic? Why do you think billionaires and millionaires stop being philanthropic? Because they seem to don't do it anymore. I think like, that they still do. Because I think every millionaire and billionaire you find will have some foundation. Yeah. E- even Trump had the fucking Trump Foundation, and the Clintons have the Clinton Foundation. Yeah. But I don't think to the grandiose of, like, opera houses and libraries in every state, that kind I think of it's thing. because um, in the Gilded Age, when fucking Carnegie built libraries everywhere and yeah. all that stuff, I th- they were even more obscenely wealthy than people are today i think the one percent is bigger now than the point zero 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 one percent of the gilded okay. age okay so i think oh there's a lot more billionaires but each billionaire is not as in like it's 
the amount of money that Carnegie had yeah, Carnegie to make him say, rich. I'm going to build a library in yeah. every small town, was, it's, it's like, you can't picture it. Yeah. No, he was still the wealthiest man for, like, 100 years after he died. Uh, Rockefeller is... No, he's not currently, he's not still the wealthiest man ever. No, he's dead. No, I'm saying but, no. But he still doesn't hold the record anymore. Well, I, when I was doing, what I looked at for my comparison is, I didn't do adjusted for inflation. Okay. I thought for a good comparison, I went to Rockefeller's uh, peak wealth yeah. versus what the GDP of the country was at the time. Mm-hmm. And then translating, if you know, if Jeff Bezos had okay. that same percent of the U.S. GDP, he would be like a hundred fifty trillionaire. You okay. know, yeah. uh, that's not true. That's really fucking retarded. What I just said. It's okay. But you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. by that ratio, I think is better because it says how wealthy he was in in the country. Yeah. You know, he was so, the wealth of the country. Yeah, basically, he was like five percent of the entire GDP was a yeah. guy named Nelson Rockefeller. Not. Not Nelson Rockefeller, that's his son, yeah. John D. Rockefeller. Yeah, but I think um, you know, part of it also was um, they had a weird crisis of faith. When? Um, the Gilded Age guys. Because they oh. had the um, the burden of wealth. It was something like that. They like they made like a manifesto about how they should be using their wealth for the sake of the people. Mm. I don't even know if it was like Christian oriented, but they all read it. And that's why like Chase Rockefeller, Carnegie, all those guys ended up doing a bunch of like donating half of their wealth before they died and still being the richest men ever Mm -hmm. because they had just decided as a group to do it. That is actually worth thinking about the, uh, the fact that everyone back then was more religious than they are now. And that there's probably more like Rockefeller did a bunch of shit that obviously wouldn't be considered, uh, uh, Gucci by the church, you no. know, like the the greed and the getting shit, you yeah. know, and, and underhanded stuff. Yeah. But even a guy like that who sincerely is a Christian, yeah. like like fucking I, Pinochet, like dictators who are still on their deathbed Christian. Yeah. You can imagine him when he's like, I've done everything. I, I think they were just satisfied. They're like, okay, what is what there's is my obligation else, to the world? There's nothing else to do in the 1890s, so. I guess I'll just start building, buying shit. Yeah. Because I'll never see the money. I think much less now is that... I think America has a problem philosophically of missing... It's it's where religion used to be. You know, I mean, America's considered one of the, still one of the more religious yeah. Western countries, yeah. but I don't... I feel like everyone I know of our no, age isn't religious. No. No, I think it's going to die in the next few generations. And it's unfortunate, I think. I, I want to be an atheist in a religious country because <laughs> I think it, it gets... I think most people are working class people and they don't have time to develop. I have my own code of ethics that I've reasoned out. You know, I think having a fucking book that has some pretty basic, decent moral shit. Yeah. I think is a a tool to a society. Yeah. Now, I don't think it's good when they're fucking forcing people to learn it. Yeah. I don't think it's good when it's fucking, you know, stone uh, gay people. Yeah. Well, you need to stone the gays. You know, that's not good. Yeah. But I think when there's a basic religious religiosity to a code of ethics, there's, I wish there was morality that was based outside that religion didn't steal at first. Mm. Whenever you said morality, that it was from the Bible or from the Quran, from I the think Torah, they're just from intrinsically your... linked. Yeah, I do too. But I just wish that it wasn't. You wish religious, it wasn't so. Wish it wasn't religiously coded. Sure, but I, I think that even it always would be and yes. always will. be. No, I agree. Because I don't think I, there's a way around it. I think that when people ask themselves what's right or wrong, it connects them to a more spiritual idea. Yeah. Like, my obligation to my fellow man, it leaves the tangible of, you know, I need to eat, I need to do this, I need... Yeah. And it becomes... Makes you, don't you think of higher-minded soul. things. Yeah. 
and it connects you to a bigger because you don't bigger. feel good when even when, like when you cut someone off you don't feel good about it yeah you, it hurts whatever's inside of you whatever you want to call yeah. it to do something unkind like that like, i'm the least religious person ever not really but i'm not very religious at all and it's still like stalin was probably more not religious <laughs> it just doesn't feel right to do something cruel i think that's the essence of um being a moral person yeah I think a moral person feels bad when they do shit. I was going to say, because I think um, maybe the least religious person ever was Nietzsche. And even he couldn't fucking solve that problem of mm-hmm. how to get morality without using religion. Well, I think uh, there is a basic morality. And I, uh, when I was in my edgy atheist days, you know, <laughs> yeah. watching a lot of Christopher Hitchens, who I still love. But, yeah. Um, and Sam Harris and stuff. There's a discussion of there is a basic morality in being a living organism that, you know, a squirrel has his form of morality, but then humans have the intelligence to ponder upon yeah. what is innate and come up with, make it deeper than, and express it more than the base urges that we have that can be considered morality. Like, uh, we find incest repugnant yeah. because genetically it just doesn't make work. mongoloids yeah. that we, you know, and that sort of thing. And, but we... A squirrel knows that, yeah. but we think about it. Yeah. We go, why? We've had to we... learn to not do it. <laughs> we have to learn not to well, do yeah, it. Well, yeah, look at the Haspers. But um, yeah. I think, you know, I was having this conversation with some and of do, the... And don't murder because, you know, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Yeah, you just end a life, and you know what life is, what living a life could be. Or beyond that, we need members of our tribe, and yeah. killing them hurts us. No, but us. I think but then the pondering aspect of it is you know what life can be. You do not want to steal that from someone else. Sure. Um, or I know how bad it is. I'm going to help that guy. <laughs> yeah. But I was talking to some of the guys from work and they're talking about institutionalized learning. Okay. And then I was like, I don't think it's a net negative institutionalized learning. I think you should go to school and learn this is, uh, reading, writing, arithmetic, well, Tom, that kind of stuff. Uh, Mark Twain said, I never let my school and getting in the way of my education. But, um, I think I said that the, to a guy at the event of the advent of the internet and podcasts and that kind of stuff is, a reintroduction of the public forum, which I think is kind of good for good and bad because it's bad for, well, the retards yelling, but it's I think good it's a for, bastardization of the public forum. Yeah. But I think it's still good for the Socratic method of learning of just debate and talking like we're doing right now. I don't now. think there is any debate or talking on the internet. No, I think there is. There's yelling. No, I know there's yelling, but it's still talking. You still get your ideas out there and like podcasts like this where everyone has one because everyone has something to say and it's a net, good that that can happen now instead of you have to write a book or you have to be in a newspaper or you have to be in an interview that kind mm. of shit i Where disagree with you you don't think the normal people should be able to, no. to speak no okay go on because i think that what we i think everyone should be able to speak. Oh, no, i'm not being i don't shooting. think I, everybody I should have an audience or i don't think i think that you should i think with the internet that it exists as it is it should be the way it is okay yeah but i don't think is it if i was god myself yeah how would i design the world I don't think it's a good thing that people are having the ability to amplify the dumb, ignorant shit that they believe. Um, I do believe that's a I think fucking that huge issue. Once upon a time, someone would say something in a bar, and even then, if it's too outlandish, they would keep it to himself. Yeah. I right. think now what's given rise to is, hey, maybe I'll vote for Donald Trump because uh, I'm a genius. I know everything. <laughs> yeah. And I think back, there was a time when people would not be in an echo chamber where someone supported their dumb shit. Regard- okay, and they yes. would go, you know, hey, I, this is what I think, but who am I? Yeah. You know, there, there is no longer in our society a, but who am I? 
Yeah. Now everybody thinks their shit matters, and it mostly doesn't. It mostly doesn't, but I don't think... I think that's where we are now. You can't not... You can't put the genie back in the bottle. No, I agree. Yeah. I, I think just, once uh, the internet came out... bad thing. Once the internet came <laughs> out, this is what happens, is yeah. everyone gets to say what's on their mind. Also, I think it's... Um, to quote the philosopher Dexter Jetster from uh, Attack of the Clones... Okay. Uh, well, not really quote, but to say what the gist of what he said was, is that people forget the difference between knowledge and wisdom. Okay. And I think now a lot of people, young and old, have infinite access to knowledge. Yeah. Like, you can know anything. Literally. I, can, I look no, up shit yeah, all the time. Yeah. But wisdom is how to interpret what you know. Yes. And how to, how to, th- what you, to know how to think about what you learn. Yeah. And, how to, and I think people, we are the, we've never been less wise. Than we are okay, now. I, I think agree. we're infinitely knowledgeable. Yeah. And due to that, I think it has inflated the ego of people to think, I know everything. Yeah. When really, all you know are facts. But yeah. you don't really get it. There's no um, mechanical learning to and it. And I think that in the past, to acquire all that knowledge, you went through a process in which you built wisdom. Okay. By, you know, getting life experiences. I spent eight years at Harvard. And now I know what a child with Wikipedia can know. But along the way, I also gained the tools to use that knowledge. Yeah. So that's I, I think that's a problem. No, I do in think the, inter- the we're very knowledgeable. The internet but not has made wise. a dumber society, but I do think that it has still been good for the sake of propagation. Mm. Not, not for fucking. No, not like that. But for the propagation of just knowledge in general, raw knowledge. Sure. I am really fucking tired of people talking on the internet, though. Yeah. I fucking hate listening to everyone else. I hate opening comment section, and it's just, they're breathing, I can feel the heat of their mouth open breathing from the fucking comment section. I went on the internet. I was in Reddit. I uh, said to someone, uh, <laughs> I was reading a comment. Reddit's like the worst place. No, it is. I can just say that shit. I was like I, a, I'm on Twitter every fucking day, and Reddit is the worst shit. No, it's horrible. I was on this subreddit. History, what if? And people ask, like, you know, what if blah, blah, blah. Okay, yeah, yeah. And get just hypotheticals like shit. from yeah, people who sure. know shit. And uh, this guy's response was, you do know that blah, 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 right? And I just, I commented, I said, you do know dot, 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 right, question mark, is the worst possible sentence. And then 800 people told Dog me to kill you. myself. Yeah. And I'm like, I think I'm objectively right, yeah. that that's just a shitty just way a to talk shitty, to a person. Yeah. Like, you're, you're just being a dick. Yeah, actually, you know, I'm um, uh, actually. Yeah, I'm um, actually is the. Wor- I'm glad it's been memed to death because yeah. it is the worst thing to say to someone. I will smack you in the mouth. Well, you do know, blah blah blah, right? It, it's you can do the same thing, but it's it using that format is you declaring yeah. that you're fucking retard. For, yeah. you know, you know. Like I think I'm um, actually is a very uh, knee jerk reaction because you don't want to have a discussion about it. You want to be right and the conversation to be over. Is it? I'm yes. um, actually. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Uh, it's horrible, horribly toxic on the internet. Yeah, uh, and I've but I've also like like you said, I've learned more than I ever could just watching television, and reading books with the internet. Probably, yeah, because a handful of YouTubers have taught me more than all that other shit. Yeah, and that's why I think it's good to have those kind of the ability to access that kind of information. As many net negatives as there are, I don't like. Uh, I do like. I do like YouTube and all these info channels. Yeah. That's all I do. No, it's all I, for I, most I, of my day. My, my people ask me at work. They're like, 
hey, you watch cable? Like, no. And they're like, you don't pay for cable? I'm like, no. Do you pay for Netflix or Hulu? I'm like, not. I use Hulu sometimes. What do you do? I watch YouTube. I watch YouTube all fucking day. Me too. That's. I don't watch anything else. YouTube is an infinite expanse of content, and also for some reason, often I feel like I can't find anything to watch. Yeah, it's like a weird Library of Babel kind of thing. Yeah. Library of Alexandria is a good, good reference. Tower of Babel. No, the Library of Babel is a website out on the internet. That, oh, okay. You know, you know what I'm talking about? I don't. But. It's uh, I saw it in a Visa video. Uh, it's the Library of Babel where you it's randomly generated. It's 10 to the 12th power generated just jumbles of text. Like you go in, you pick a book off the shelf, and it's just A, B, blah, 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 uh-huh. random text. But if you type in a sentence and you search for it, it's on a bookshelf in in a hexagon on a on a bookshelf in a book of the sentence that you wrote randomly generated because it's done it so many times. Mm. So it's really fucking weird. Like if I don't know, you probably don't want to look at it right now. No, I'm but right. it's you just put in like, hey, I'm looking up the Library of Babel. Yeah, and then I in the, it will be hexadecimal, 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 and in that final one will be the sentence that you typed out. Okay, it's weird. It is. It sounds weird. Yeah, it's very. It's not existential, but it's weird. Yeah. What are we talking about? Um, YouTube. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The thing I don't like about it is that now I feel like it's really hurt me intellectually because I no longer read. Like, I, all my whole life I, growing up, I read shit ton of books. Yeah. And that's why I know as much as I do. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I feel like I can pull out a lot of information. Yeah. Like, my family will often ask me a question. They're like, Jake, can you explain the Syria <laughs> crisis? Um, I, and I do. And I yeah. just explain. And I, I'm like... Well, am I talking about? I'm like, well, actually, this goes back to the Ottoman Empire, which was formed by you know, added, yeah, I'm like, yeah, 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 totally, totally. And I feel like that having in, instant knowledge has made it so that I stopped reading because it's so much more convenient. But I think that the experience and, and the information you get from a book is better than reading, watching the 15 minute fucking no, I agree, 10 minute history it's video, infinite context in the book. Yeah, like the book they really can digress gets into it. and digress and digress and digress. And that's why I like the longer videos that are forty-five minutes, an hour, an hour and a half. Three, but also three fucking hours. But also with those videos, I'm not paying attention. See, I'm I, listening, but I'm also playing Minecraft. No, see, I'm autistic enough where I am paying attention and playing Minecraft. Okay. I have to have both going on because if I'm just doing one thing, it bothers me. Like I can't just play Yakuza, be playing Yakuza, and have a video and then scroll through the recommended and know what video I'm watching next, even though this video is an hour and a half long. I need both, but I'm barely paying attention to either. I got to have both on because like I can't, I can do both, but I can't do three things. Like if Mm. someone texts me, I have to pause Yakuza, pause YouTube, answer, and then turn both of them back on because I'm paying attention to both of them. I pay attention to the YouTube video more than pay attention to the game, really. Mm -hmm. But I do miss reading like, I miss reading. Yeah. Um, I've been trying to get back into it. Yeah, I read a Ghibli book. I really need to read more. Um, yeah, because I think reading is what helped me. I just know words, uh-huh. a lot of them. I, I I often run into a problem where I'm just talking to someone and they're like, "What did you just fucking say to me?" I'm like, "It's just a it's just a synonym." Yeah, <laughs> they're all synonyms. Like by the source of knowledge, like, or just look synonyms. at Mr. Dictionary over here. <laughs> yeah. and you say actually, Mr. Thesaurus would be more apt. Yeah, and it's just like I just kind of reference. It's just kind of yeah. <laughs> Because I was going to say it. Okay. That's good. Um, but, yeah, I just feel like I, I I have so many just word association words in my mind from reading a lot as a child. Mm. And I stopped reading when I got to high school, really. I kept reading through, like, the freshman and sophomore year. Yeah. But then after that, I really got into not reading anymore. When did you get a smartphone? That time. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. I got a smartphone sophomore, uh, freshman year. Yeah. This is what... 
I feel it's horrible. Like I see kids like eight with a fucking iPhone iPad? twelve. Yeah. Well, I just... I'm like, dude, you're just they're and you see them, they're zonked out. You know? Yeah, they're retards. Yeah, they are. And I'm like, <laughs> they're dumb. Like, uh, it's super boomer, but like, they're really not smart. No, for sure. Cause, it's just because it's just I think they it's just stimulation and it, yeah, I cause... think the absence of stimulation is when you are you start to become creative and you think and you read. Yeah. That and, and if you're just it's to me it's kind of like I, I like someone who drinks and they're like it makes me not feel the f- fucking pain and I'm like yeah but it does it makes you not deal with the pain yeah and I think it's like this this mediocre stimulation yeah. keeps me from being bored but I'm like yeah but the boredom the is boarding what gets is what, you what to grow feeds as a creativity yeah I totally agree with you uh, um yeah yeah that kind of shit is just it's just bothersome where it's just since they were they they, they were born they're just like all right here's a laptop and I'm like, I think I, there's a difference between what is an ideal ending place and what you should be started with. Okay. Because I, I think that, you know, for us, we had a, a, a we're the last generation that grew up with not this stuff. I was gonna say, and I then think, we got it. Yeah. Pro, and like technology progressed with us as people. Yeah. I think we're like, the last analog generation. Yeah. We reached the age where you ideally should start having this stuff when this stuff started to exist. Yeah. Kids now, they start off with this shit and it, I think it fucks with them. Yeah. It's the same thing to me. Like, people talk about... You're uh, running before you can walk. Yeah. It, to me, it goes back to people talking about, like, we need to teach kids that America is a shitty place. And I'm like, listen, you and teach I... Teach them that in high school. They can learn about the baseline. They Thank can you learn... very much. Thank you. Oh, my... For interrupting you. I'm no, sorry. I agree with you. Oh, okay. You're saying everything I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can start at the baseline. Just say, hey, America was founded like this. Slavery did happen. That happened. Yeah. And then you keep going up until you reach the top of the pyramid in your junior year government class where you can have a regular debate about... Slavery and women's rights and that kind of shit because you should be allowed to talk about them, but not when you're five. Yeah, I think basically if you learn that shit, you're you're gonna grow up hating your country. Yeah, I think if you learn to like it, and then as you get older, you are you learn to question it and yeah. criticize. Yeah, but I think if you start off with it, it's yeah. it's gonna indoctrinate you against it. If yeah. you're gonna everything you learn when you're a kid is kind of your baseline. Yeah, I think your baseline should be I like America, and as you get older, you're like I like America. But I've learned that there are some problems. I was just like, because I'm, I do not hate America. I wish it could be as good as it should be. Yes, I I know that we could be better, but we are not, I and agree. that's what hurts. Because learning as a kid that America was this idealized nation when it started, slavery and women didn't have rights. That's just what happened back then, and they changed with the times. Maybe a little late, but they changed, and. We've plateaued. Nothing's changed in fucking 70 years. What I would say, uh, America started off great ideas. It was, uh, I think it's a huge thing. It inspired the fucking French Revolution, and basically every democratic revolution in, yeah. in the world was inspired by what America did. Yes. I think America lived up to it as much as you could, because mm. I think a lot of, basically, you, until like after World War II, a country's success and how people are doing are not linked. Yeah. I, that changed I, eventually. I unironically, whenever I say it to you, I unironically mean it. When America missed out on getting bombed to the ground <laughs> in World War II. Because every other country that got flattened out came out so much better. That's I agree. <clears throat> and it's it's something like in China what they do where they can the communist government can just bulldoze shit and then rebuild. Yeah. And it's I mean it's horrible. It's a human tragedy what they do to people. Yeah. But the result is that they do build better things afterwards because they're not bogged down by what was there before. Yeah. And it's the same, yeah, you're right. Like in fucking like Europe with the Marshall Plan and Japan, the ability to start over and not be was, bound by these I would say it's still things. amazing that Japan went from feudalism in like fucking nineteen twenty 
to a national superpower in the seventies. They went from they went from living life in feudalism in the eighteen seventies yeah. to defeating a world class European power in nineteen oh five in the Russo Japanese War mm-hmm. to winning and the on the winning side of World War One mm-hmm. to a global empire where they initially did well against fucking Britain, the Dutch, yeah. Australia, and the United States, and China all at once, and the French, and the French, and eventually they lost. Uh, they they Alexander the Great did it. They went too far. They did a good job. Yeah, and then back down to zero, and then within two two three decades back to a global superpower. Yeah, it was it's very it's impressive. Insane. Like there's the GDP graphic you're showing me. Japan just shows up. Yeah, Japan's just like, hey, we're here. Yeah. <laughs> the war ended ten years ago, but here we are. Like, Holy fuck. And it's like, deja vu, and then yeah. Japan flies up. They, they pop it in a fifth, and suddenly they're getting iron again for the United States, and they're done. It's incredible. I mean, there's a lot to learn from the fucking Japanese economy, but... Um, they did have that big kind of crash in the 80s. That was an entire depression, but hey, that happens to everyone. I think Every- it was... Was it the late 80s or early 90s when uh, the bubble burst? I think it was the late 80s, because that's when all the city pop came out. Mm, okay. Because that's all uh, dour representation of hyper-consumption. Uh, hi- hyper okay, okay. I I just think it's interesting. And like it kind of goes back to what I said. It, you need to know what's a good place to arrive at and where you should start. Yeah. Like people talk about J- Japanese society and some of the problems with it and I I go I agree. It's, yeah, there are problems. these yeah. problems, but I think the Japanese baseline where you grow up in this kind of res- respectful organized yeah. where everything culture, is for the betterment of society. Yeah. I is, think I like you, that. That is a good way to start people off. Yeah. And then but you they should be allowed to become individualized as they grow. Yeah. You know, but I think I still, if people are like, "No, get rid of that shit." I'm like, "Well, yeah, but then they won't have all the good things about yeah. Japan that I you think like." I think it's what a good like I brought this up, I think, on a podcast maybe even like two years ago. But when we were watching the video of people walking around Japan and everyone was just standing to the right so you could walk up the elevator on the left, yeah. that would never happen here. Everyone yeah. would just be meandering around, pushing people away. But just there, it's, all right, I'm going to stand two steps behind this person. If I'm waiting for the elevator escalator to go up, I stand on the right. I'll walk up the left if I need to go somewhere. Yeah. And that's just how everything goes there. Yeah. And it's just so weird seeing a i don't know if it's a collectivist society but just the betterment of the for the sake of family society Mm -hmm. that's a big problem with the united states i think part of it you can attribute to what we were talking about earlier the kind of despair over the government yeah i think i think there's a what's the problems in the united states there are there's just confluence there's one i think the end of religion mm. which is giving leaving people with a hole i mean that that yeah. is no there's a god hole realizing yeah. that god probably isn't real leaves people with a there it's that's not all religion is yeah it's a way of life and it's a it's yeah. a system and it's it's kind of like how it's it's a guidebook telling you how to live and now all of a sudden you just need to find out how to live yeah that's fucked up i mean that's that's a fucking no, that's, problem it's, for yeah, society it's it's not just something that you can reconcile immediately yeah and i think people need uh, to have a, a, something like that that brings people together, uh, a, a community and a bond. Like yeah, that. I, no, I, I, I think entirely agree with you. That is, and I think that's where the more. I, I mean, pivoting back to Japan, your your family is there to fall back on and that uh-huh. kind of shit. Or if you don't have your religion, or if you are religious, you have a mix between the old gods and the new gods of just. I have a support system behind me. Spiritually. At all times. Yeah. Either be physically or not. I hope that deism makes a big comeback. 
because deism is what fucking Thomas Jefferson and his homies believed in, mm-hmm. which is basically that there is a God, but we don't know anything about him, and he probably doesn't do stuff for us. Okay. But it gives you a sense of there is something spiritual, there yeah. is something more, but we can't let that rule our lives. Yeah. And, I, and on top of that, I wish that some sort of set of foundational family-based... I think Confucianism really does a good job. Mm. Uh, and Buddhism, if you look at that stuff, where it's basically more a philosophy than a religion. Yeah, oh yeah. And Conf- Confucianism isn't at all a religion. It's all philosophical. Yeah, yeah. But I think that stuff where it's like devotion to those uh, people up high have to be devoted to doing stuff for those above, below them. Mm-hmm. Down below, you have to do a good job for the people above you. Mm-hmm. You have an obligation to your father. Your father has an obligation to you. Yeah. That sort of stuff. I think that's a great foundation. No, and if that's you can good. find a way to make that into whatever religious system you have, it goes back to just what your base is, where yeah. you start off with. I think that stuff is important, and then you should be allowed to grow yeah. to do whatever the fuck you want. No, I 100% but, agree. Yeah. I think another uh, issue of what – I don't know if this is one of the pillars you're going to bring up about the negativity of American society oh, sure, sure. currently is that um, – I, I keep bringing it back up, but the ability to see yourself as a valuable member of the workforce mm-hmm. when you're not being paid as a valuable member of the workforce, you have no – in a capitalistic society like America, if you don't have money, you don't feel intrinsically valuable. Mm-hmm. Like you just feel like, oh, I can't buy and I can't buy a new car. I have to pay every bill and I leave myself with $100 to buy groceries with. How am I supposed to feel satisfied as a member of society? Yeah. Which I think is part of the issue as well, is Americans not having anything to stand on currently. Yeah. I think part of the American dream is not – I think people paint the American dream as being a consumer's nightmare. But I think basically the American dream is to be able to do better for your kids than you had. Yeah. And is to do well enough to have a house, your kids, dog, maybe maybe two cars. Car, maybe two cars, a TV. But not like extravagant shit, not Uh, tons of spending. Like that's – I would like to live the American dream. The American dream is is created to have a decent nuclear family. Yeah. I'd like to have a house, one floor, maybe two, central air, a vehicle – and not check my fucking bank account every time I want to buy something. Yeah. That's my American dream. And I think that is the American dream. And like 85% of people can't live like that. Yeah. Right now. And I heard basically, from what I've understood, is that home ownership is just tanking so much and it's becoming unattainable. And that's a huge problem because when people retire, their biggest asset is their house. Yeah. Not just because of what it represents to sell it. But just how much it's worth. But also that you know, don't have to pay rent. Yeah. That basically you're, you just pay for groceries or maybe whatever is left on the you know, monthly tax or yeah. whatever. Um, yeah, I agree. I mean, <clears throat> I have a lot of socially conservative views where I value family. I value the American dream. Yeah. I value – I think there's a sort of – wherever the line creates a, hel- a, a healthy nationalism or, a, or what you would call a good patriotism, mm-hmm. I think those are important. Yeah. And that kind of differentiates me from more leftist things. No, yeah. But I think a lot of fucking money shit, like yeah. fucking student loans are fucking people. Yeah. Not being able to buy houses are fucking people. Yeah. And I think, I think people who are conservative should fucking wake up because yeah. to, if you care about the American dream and you care about this shit like I do, yeah. like these fundamental conservative things about America traditions, 100%, yeah. you need to fucking, there, changes need to be made. Yeah. And, you know, shit needs to get done. Because it can't, it can't, it doesn't exist right now. No, yeah, it, it is absurd to me that anyone can go. Seven twenty five is enough to live on hourly. Yeah, that is absurd. Fifteen thousand dollars a year—that is what that is. Yeah, that you can't buy shit with that. 
Yeah. And then just the fact that you you're expected to just you're to live on it to surviving is not living. And you have to survive on $15,000 a year. Yeah. And it's just absurd. And like what you're saying before is the student loans are fucking everyone in the ass. Uh, home ownership is fucking everyone in the ass. And it's just I I do not understand where these people get off. I just think it's a basic I, fucking I, thing with inflation. Yeah. How it's going. Yeah. Look at the goddamn chart. Wages used to adjust with inflation. They've stopped. Yeah. And, I, and it stopped about the same time that corporations turned our government into what we've talked about. Yeah. When, it, when the accountability and the relationship between the voter and the government was severed. Ceased. Yeah. And I think that shit, that's the fucking problem. And uh, if we can, we need to turn that around. I mean, we, what we need is we need people to f- wake the fuck up. And say, I'm, we're picking a guy. We're not going to look into what porn he watches. We're going to just say, this is our guy. Yeah. His one thing is he's going to get this shit done because it's the one problem that really matters. Yeah. And we're going to get behind him. We're not going to ask him a hundred divisive questions because no. most of the shit we talk about Doesn't are, fucking are fucking obscure things yeah. that people get really inflamed over. Yeah. But, you know, abortion, uh, fucking... A lot of the LGBT stuff, a lot of race stuff, a lot of shit white people fucking care about. Dumb fucking white people. Yeah. I'm sick of them. A lot of that shit is it, it is a very emotional. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it is not it is not 1% as important as getting rid of campaign shit. No, yeah. Because then once we do that, we can have those talks we can have, and we yeah. can be sincere about it. Yeah. We can't right now. No. So I wish people could prioritize a bit more. Yeah. Well, I think it also, at the sake of sounding conspiratorial, it's just supposed to be that way. Where they say, oh, hey, news conglomerate that's giving me $500 million a year. How about you talk about this shit instead of talking about how super PACs are fucking everyone. Yeah. Or how everyone's 80% of their campaign funds are from PACs and shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's part of the issue, too, is that it is a conglomeration of collaboration, like that kind of shit. Sure, sure. No, I'm not saying that they're not fucking us. No, no, I know what you're saying. I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. I'm saying, though, I think part of it as well is that it's intentionally designed to distract you, to jangle your fucking keys. It is. So everyone can keep making money while we die in the streets. Yes. But the thing that just upsets me the most is that... People who claim to love America are watching it die? No, yeah. People who claim to love America are watching it die, and then people who claim to want change... Like, people on the right who claim to love America are watching it die, and people on the left who claim to want these changes really care more about getting in flame wars with people on Twitter. Yeah. And I wish people would say, and if you talk to them, they'll say what you say. Well, the media is, I'm like, have some responsibility for yourself. Oh, you know, 100%. You yeah. know, like, say, no. I'm, I'm not, yes, of course, the greatest the political is, change in the history of America is probably going to be hard. Yeah. You know? No, I'm saying, but a lot of the fucking, di- fucking dotards out there are just like, oh, yeah, that's what, that's what I should vote for. No, they don't have these conversations where you look into the system that is that you live in, where yeah. they just go, they just consume the media and they're just fucking fine with it. Yeah, but they don't think at all. Yeah, and that's it's that's a problem. It's a fucking disease. No, and it goes back to me saying all of our problems are kind of low, are, are first world problems, and then they are. Yeah, the wealth inequality we have in the United States are we're so much better off than anywhere else in this fucking planet. Yeah, this planet, the human condition is shit. I mean, yeah. it's really rough. Yeah. I mean, if you go to the continent of Africa or most yeah. of South America or most of Southeast Asia, yeah. it is rough yeah. living in this world. Uh, we yeah. have it so good. And that's why I'm saying it frustrates me that we can't get these – a bill that says wages and, and, and fucking yeah. inflation should match yeah. 
that is such a simple goddamn thing. Yeah. It's not like saying, how do we stop the child soldiers from raping yeah. us every day? No. That's a problem. Yeah. But we are so up our own ass, we can't get it done. That's what um, that's what frustrates me. Yeah. And, and that's why, that's what is the despair that people feel yeah. in this country. There's just, yeah, there's just nothing, there's, there's nothing to be hopeful for if you, you go to work every day and they pay you fucking $8. I think it's, it frustrates people that we have the most solid foundation that you can have. Yeah. The United States is in... Geographically, we are the safest. You know, we don't have any local threats. No. Every threat we have is with our interests somewhere else. Yeah, you know, it like is economical uh, threats. Our, our, our. What we worry about with war is, oh, are we going to have to go to war to defend Taiwan? <laughs> you know, are we going to have to go to war yeah. to defend this other democracy? Yeah. You know, that you can't even begin to think about for almost every country that ever existed. To think yeah. about what are our military threats? Oh, it's in that we are kind of like this Santa Claus thing that protects the world. Yeah, that's insane. Oh yeah, and then but, the amount of money we have—we're the richest country in the history of the planet—and yeah. we have these problems. And it's, and I think that's where some people on the right get hung up. Yeah. They say, "Yeah, we're rich, and uh, the average w- is way better than most places." I'm like, sure, but you're 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 missing the forest for the trees here. You know, you're you're. It doesn't matter that we're doing better. Rationally, we should be doing better than we are. Yeah. Like we're we're doing. Everyone great. We should, should be killing it more. I would say everyone should be winning right now. We should be winning huge. Yeah, I, honestly, it's a stupid Trump Trumpism, but everyone should be fucking winning right now. We should be winning bigly <laughs> right now, and we're not. We, yeah, and it's uh, you know who you know who won after the depression? Everyone. The New Deal helped everyone. Yeah, and we're in fucking a hundred times supercharged New Deal. Yeah. And people are getting fucked. Yeah. <laughs> the only people making money are the top 25% of society. We we make so much money. And also, this is kind of breaking from what we're talking about mm-hmm. to something else that I think. Mm-hmm. But I wish that people on – I think people on the left side of things scare a lot of people in this country when they're so anti-business and they talk about kind of communist socialist Marxist yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. I think most people go, well, I make $43,000 a year. I wouldn't do that if I didn't work for uh, Transnational Geographic. Sure, no, sure. And I think they go, a lot of our prosperity that we do have is due to the companies. Mm-hmm. And they also think, well, I know a lot of guys who started a small business, and that's cool. And I think people on the left sh- sh- should appreciate that the only reason we're in a position to enact some of these socialist things, yeah. and I, I, a mixed economy, you know, mixing capitalists with socialists. Yeah, yeah. It's It's... Part of the triangle, probably the most important part of the triangle, is having businesses that are this successful. Oh, yeah. Because if you don't, then you can't, you're taxing nothing, and it's nothing for the people. The problem is we need to say business is great. We're killing it. But what we need to do is simply, you know, they also need to pay their share. Yeah. And Hey, you're killing it right now. You can't keep paying taxes from when you were a business with 10 people. Yeah. I need you to pay business when you're employing a million people. And I think You know why? Because it goes up with scale. Yeah. And in the way that I talked about how we need – some sort of patriotism, some sort of family values shit. Because yeah. you should be able to make the argument that we're all part of this family together. We're Americans. We love our country. Yeah. Businesses are being anti-American. They're being unpatriotic by yeah. hoarding all their money. Hoard, yeah. They should pay their fair share in our society. Yeah. That shouldn't be something that alienates conservatives. Yeah. But with the type of messaging and then the type of indoctrination, yeah. they converge just business, to business, 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 business. Don't touch the businesses. You just let them do fucking whatever. Yeah. And it's... It's monopolies again. It's fucking. And I, I think someone could really succeed running for president in this country if they said, "I'm pro business. I love these businesses, yeah. but I just want them to pay their share." Yeah. But 
if you look at like communism, it doesn't work in the Soviet Union because they don't have any fucking businesses generating money. Yeah. If you look at the communist system in fucking China, it was going to collapse until they opened up and allowed businesses yeah. that they could then control and tax and shit. Yeah. But you know, like Does China it, even fucking count anymore. China I think, is are they a, just, just dictators. That's a good point. Uh, I think it's hard to say. I think they still communists, you know. But I do think like what you were saying earlier, where they just bulldoze something and rebuild a better society. I just think it's it's an easy. Uh, a mass to put on for the sake of my thing is worth ruling. saying that communism is a dictatorship always yes it's a one party yeah and it, that is how it works yeah. with it's their, a dictatorship that leads into oligarchy the people yeah. who are rich before get to own everything anyway basically or or they just it's a dictatorship where the new oligarchs are political people who seize all the money instead of capitalists who have all the money yeah um i would say that china right now i think i know that they do have like certain payments to people but they seem to have an incredible amount of rural poverty in China. Like, I watched this depressing fucking documentary mm. about this this husband and wife. They got married at, like, 17 in a village in China. Yeah. They're like, we didn't like each other at first, but we've grown to... It's, it's the old ball like, chain. It's, it's like what you imagine America is like in the 1880s. Okay. You're like, well, we got married because that's what we do. And yeah. They're Irish we, and we they're don't, out there. We don't make out and we don't... But we, we, we care for each other, yeah. you know, that sort of thing. It's, and it's, it's, it's what a friendship would be these days. Yeah. They work in a sweatshop in, like, Suzhou, and once a year, everybody in China gets on a train and goes back to their village. Okay. They see their kids once a year. They oh, have two fuck. kids. They can't, they're not legally residents of Suzhou. They're migrant workers from a part of China, and they can't get licenses to live there, so their kids can't go to school. Okay. So they have to leave their kids with grandpa out in the countryside. Mm. They see them once a year. Mm. They bring, like... They spend all their money. They save their money, and other than food and expenses, they save it to buy gifts to bring home for the kids and grandpa. Mm-hmm. They see him once a year. He's out there. They, they they live in like a farm shack. Like it looks like depression level Hooverville shit. Yeah. And they and their kids is like their teenage daughter is like twelve, and she doesn't like she doesn't talk to them. Kids are like, I don't know you. You know, like I've seen yeah. you twelve times. In twelve my times. Life. Yeah. That's like that's depressing, fucked up shit. You know, and um. And it seems like not what communism was cracked up to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> communism is really, I think uh, Lenin and Marx had it right, uh, theoretically. I just don't think it works. No. Theor- in theory, it looks great, but in reality, it never works. Utopian ideas are yeah. exactly that. They yeah. cannot be. That's why Atlas Shrugged fucking sucks. I think capitalism is great when it's working right. Yeah. I think and it, when you... When someone keeps an eye on it. Yeah. It has to be watched over. It's, yeah. Like a democracy, yeah, like free market doesn't work because everyone just makes more money and people die in the street. Yeah, and as once again, I think America and our system is great. I think what we do monetarily is great. It just needs these tweaks, and it needs the. It need, we haven't maintained it. There has been no maintenance in twenty, thirty yeah. years. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll pose this question to you because I don't particularly have a strong stance on it, but um, you might. Uh, how do you consolidate the China thing that you just talked about, where? Is it just not everyone can win? Where there has to be sweatshops somewhere to mm. consume at the level we're consuming? No, I don't think it has to be that way. Okay. I think it's once again, if there were proper regulations, it wouldn't be that way. I, it was uh, NAFTA and Bill Clinton and free trade shit. You know, it's kind of it's this idea that we can outsource stuff to China, and part of it was a good thing where we open up. It's basically allows. China becomes less isolated and therefore less likely to act out like North Korea. They're now part of the yeah. Of the they're world. part of the machine. Yeah, they've become part of the world, and they it helps liberalize them somewhat. But if we we could have kept doing that here in this country, yeah, we I could do think, still yeah. make stuff here. I do I totally agree. Things would cost more, but if 
Once again, in people a, were making more money. Yeah. Once again, if the world was making sense, people would make a little bit more money. And you know, uh, there's inflationary problems, but if things cost more, we would just get less. And uh, you, we have so much plenty right now. You don't need it like yeah. that. Um, but the other thing, the other side of sweatshops is there's the question of who are you in the United States making whatever amount you make hmm. to say, oh. You shouldn't get paid $2 an hour in Suzhou hmm. when in Suzhou, maybe that's all that guy, that's his life. He needs that fucking money. No, yeah, I understand. And, no, yeah, I was and, say. and it's, oftentimes, it's not, if not for this, they would have better jobs. It's they would be... Serfs? Serfs. Yeah. No, I was just like, that's why I said I don't particularly have a strong opinion because I don't know enough about it. But I just, like what you said, you had an answer ready for it. Yeah. I want to know your opinion on it. Yeah. Because my opinion is... That is my opinion. My opinion was just... Not everyone can win. That's just how it works. Mm-hmm. Well, I think uh, well, what we're seeing in China is um, it's kind of a trickle-down effect. Because in China, the job you're describing, that kind of – it's not really what happens in China anymore. Those jobs are leaving for Vietnam and Africa. Okay. And China had those jobs they built up. It's actually exactly what happened in Japan. After yeah. World War II, Japan had that we make anything for cheap yeah. And get going, and then they got to that point where wages raise up, mm-hmm. and then they do other things. That has now happened in China to a large I was extent. Like, but do you think it just keeps getting pawned off then? Because if you're saying they're moving to Vietnam and Africa, I think. What after Africa? You know, I'm, not, I'm not trying to argue with them, I'm just asking. No, no. Them. But not, after another 40 years when Africa's doing it, wh- who do they pawn it off on? I think you know eventually. I mean? Or do you think they're just going to find a level where someone just works those jobs? I think what happens is um, it. It is low-income, struggling countries. This is the system by which those countries are built up. Yes, I agree. The United States outsourcing that to China hurt the United States. Yeah. It took away those jobs. But what it did for Japan and then what it did for China, it raised them up. Yeah. It's actually like the, one of – I think it's a great thing. No, I, uh, I, I mean yeah. it, They would have stayed – It is very hard for the lives of the people. Agricultural, if not for that. Yeah, yeah. I it's, agree. It's bad for the people who have to do it. It's hard, shitty work, and yeah. it's not a lot of you see, you see your kid one day a year. Exactly. Yeah. But in terms of what it does generationally and the transformation for a country, it's a good thing. I think it, then it gets passed on and it gets passed on. And basically, in, in 35 years, Vietnam will be so much better off, they won't do it anymore. Okay. And they'll move on. I think in a in a generic world that would keep going until eventually we reached some sort of equilibrium okay. where that stuff. But I think in this world or where we live in reality, that's going to end because automation is going to eliminate all those jobs and that'll just be done. That's fair. That's very fair. I think that I think like, just have a building that's 50 stories tall with a fucking million robot arms is doing it for us. I think, it, well, not, you know, 50 stories, but you know what I mean? Where I it's just, it, it's not one person, Quality control, quality control, it, where it's just, it can be done. We've reached the stage where these jobs not only can be done by robots, but where we can, in you know maybe a decade or two, the efficiency with which they will be getting done is going to be so insane. Uh, I think it's, real. I mean, the shit Andrew Yang talks about with how most jobs are going to be done. I mean, I, I think that is the defining struggle that's coming up next. I, was just, I agree with because you. Because I, I think almost everything's going to be automated because it can be. Yeah. I was going to say, because... Um, do you watch How It's Made ever? I have. It's on Hulu. Mm-hmm. And I think I, like when I was a kid, I, I would watch it. I was going to say, I started watching it recently because I needed something to watch while I was just sitting down. That's I actually probably a very good show for that. Yeah, it is. It's great. It's like 20 minutes long. You learn three different things are made, and then you just get up. Yeah. Every one of those jobs is an empty floor with a robot arm doing everything and 15 people standing around being useless. Mm-hmm. And I think it's 
the public works problem where you need to pay all these people or the economy fails. Yeah. Where it is just robots doing everything and one person just like, oh, I press the button to make sure that it goes over to the other side. Yeah. Or, oh, uh, I look to make sure that it's flipped the right way. Like that kind of shit that a robot with a camera could easily do. Yeah. Um, I, I think So we- I agree with you that an oncoming issue is automation eliminating labor. I think this represents two big issues, which is one – we're going to have the, the time where it comes where almost you know, a very large percentage of labor is going to become totally redundant. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have to decide, are we going to be prepared? And are we going to say, we're going to revamp our system to say people are getting a universal basic income or something? Mm-hmm. Or are we going to have a revolution because <laughs> yeah. you're going to have 45% unemployment? Yeah. That's the first struggle. But the second struggle is if we do do things right, I think – it's in like I'm talking about religion and shit and what a huge problem it's caused with the Western world losing our spiritual shit yeah. and kind of these foundational aspects of what it means to be a person. Yeah. Work is one of those. Yeah. I think we're going to have a huge, huge problem. The big humans need not apply thing. Yeah. Where humans are, people are just sitting around in their, I'm in my cubicle house, prefab. Yeah. They live in, I have money. What am I? What do I do? Yeah. And I, I, don't, I don't think that can be found. In, uh, people say, yeah, well, you'll have more time to paint. Or, you know, I'm like, no, I, it's I, not, I, it's I, not gonna, I think 90% of people aren't that no, guy. No, yeah, it's not going to be. Like, if I if the, I said right now, they're like, hey, quit your job right now. You're going to get two grand a month. That's it. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm not going to sit around and write a novel. Mm-hmm. I love to write, but I don't think an abundance of free time for the rest of my life would make me write a novel. Yeah. And I don't think most people in this country would do that. No. And I, I, I just don't think it's it's. I, I think a lot of I, people I think, would I don't start think, sitting around, but they'd be really they get fucked up. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think I think probably drug use and alcoholism will go way up for sure. But um, I mean that's what we saw when uh, this is something Andrew Yang talks about in mm-hmm. 2008 when people huge swaths of jobs. That's yeah. when the fucking opioid crisis started. I mean despair, yeah, drinking, just doing drugs, or of existence. I think people uh, we live a life where we. It's a constant struggle with what work is yeah. because it can be so much more difficult than we want it to be or it can be more than it needs to be or we work longer than we need to. Yeah. But what what is hidden by that is the fact that it is it our self-worth is so wrapped up in that. And and not not in a nefarious way. No, but just in your ability to feel useful. Yeah, feeling useful, feeling part of the team. Cause, it's the same as being a, a you know, I I'm, I stay and watch the cave. Yeah. And I feel like I was I'm say, because I I do not resent my job, but I I I do not like losing my free time. Yeah. But 2 out of the 4 days I'm off of work, I feel like shit because for the last 3 days I was doing something every day. Yeah. And I had an 8-hour peak where at the end I accomplished something. I did something that day. It might have just been going to work. But I did something. Yeah. And then Monday and Tuesday, I feel like shit because Monday I just want to sit around and relax from working the last three days. And I'm antsy. I haven't done anything. Yeah. And that I think that's going to be an issue. If you go working five days a week, 40 hours a week, um, suddenly to doing nothing or working 25 hours a week is going to be an issue for people. Yeah, for sure. Amber Alert or Wind Alert? Tornado warning. I was right. Take shelter now in basement. Good thing we're in a basement. Hmm. Extreme. Well, let's wrap this podcast up. <laughs> this is the final. Uh, uh, not I was going to say losing intelligence podcast. The final. What is this? Uh, this is uh, miscellany. 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 The Phantom Podcast. Tactical Internet Operations. 
This is uh, two and a half hours. <laughs> we talked a long time. I think I think we probably went for another two, an hour at least. If we kept talking. I think we did like forty five minutes on Black Widow and then this. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I might cut it into the Black Widow podcast and the. Well, uh, you can cut it in half because existential dread podcast. Well, because you can cut it for Black Widow and then I'm going to be on this week, so just release this half as the. Another, there we go. Another week. All right. Well, well, it's the last last what last podcast ever. Yeah, because we're all dead in tornado. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? Well, that goes your $100. <laughs> I was going to say something. I don't know. Um, Tornadoes, huh? Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. It's yeah. Miscellany, the Phantom Podcast, Tactical Internet Operations. This is Jacob and Griffin. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, our boys are attacking Normandy, not Calais. <laughs> yeah. You know this? yeah. We got the big scoop. Yeah, we got to get the scoop first to sell more papers. <laughs>